Welcome to Let's Discuss, where myself, Freeman Beals, and this lovely gentleman beside me here, Keenan Hart, are going to break down certain topics and talk a little bit more about them and try to shine some light on some challenging topics that many of us might be thinking about. So today, the first topic we're going to topic we're going to chat a little bit about here is hustle culture, which I'm sure all of you have heard a lot about. Keenan, I'll let you start it off with kind of why hustle culture is so important to you, or maybe not hustle culture itself, but that topic is so important. Yeah, I mean, hustle culture means a lot to me because of the space that I'm in, right? I've been an entrepreneur since I've been 24 years old. I'm now 32. And over the last couple of years, we've seen how the topic of hustle culture in itself has become very prominent in the entrepreneurial, I would say, realm. And so this is a topic of discussion for me that I really love diving into because it, there's always a different definition of hustle culture, right? Depending on what you're going after, what you're trying to accomplish, there's always a different definition of hustle and that culture that comes along with it is super interesting to me. So I'm ready to get into it. Nice. Yeah, me too as well. I think that there's a, a big issue behind the term hustle culture and it's that drive that it has really gets people feeling like they have to just push and push and push. And it leads to burnout and stress and depression. So I think it's a very delicate topic that I am very excited to kind of dive into here today. So one of the first things I did some digging on this just because I love data and research and stats. And there's a really cool study done in the States where they took 332 entrepreneurs and found that those who were practicing hustle culture, which they kind of put into some interesting parameters, all of them, or I think it was like 89% of them, ended up having a more negative impact on the business because mm. of burnout and stuff like that than it had a, had a positive impact, which is just really goes to show like short term, it feels good, but long term, it's, it's not so good. I mean, I feel like we get caught up in like what other people are doing, right? So when you think about hustle culture, in my opinion, I think of an entrepreneur who wakes up at 5 a.m., somebody who grinds all day, doesn't prioritize personal relationships, physical fitness, one's own relationships with themselves. And obviously, when we kind of, you know, take away from all the other areas that kind of contribute to the human experience, I think it's very easy to understand why people get so burnt out. And that's why I feel like hustle culture in itself has got such a negative rap because it really represents to me taking away from all of the areas that are super fulfilling in our lives that we have naturally and trying mm. to replace them with chasing an objective, you know, a car, a relationship or something like that, that has to do with success. And that's why I feel like it's so unsustainable for so many people. Yeah, it's definitely started as well from the work hard ethic, right? And I don't want to bash working hard by any means because I think hard work is really important. It's an incredibly powerful value to have as a human to being able mm -hmm. to be like, I know how to work hard. I have a good work ethic. It almost feels like when work, work ethic is just taken to the extreme though, it becomes this hustle culture concept. And I think you nailed it really well there as well. It's this idea that you have to get these things and chase after people. And that's the, the term of success, which is sort of part of the issue that, hustle culture has created is that we've changed what success really looks like for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, and you know, just being a part of the entrepreneurial community, I feel that so many people end up chasing the next thing, which is the mm -hmm. hustling after something that we're trying to obtain rather than really appreciating kind of the journey that you're on. And I feel like that's why it's so easy for us to confuse like what hustle means, because I agree with you hundred percent Freeman hustle, in my opinion, is not a bad thing. 
But as long as it's in alignment with something that you're truly passionate about, it's so much easier to create sustainability when you do those things rather than just trying to get to the next thing, the next item, the accomplishment. Because like myself, I've gotten to the accomplishment, I've gotten a thing, and then it's never as fulfilling and rewarding as I would have hoped it would have been. And I think that's what kind of leads to burnout because we're like, okay, what's next? What do I go to on the next time? And when you have a couple experiences that kind of rally together of not being fulfilled, it's like, okay, is this what it's really all about? And that's where that burnout comes from, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. And we've chatted about this before in the past as well. And I think a big attributed to it is that that need to kind of chase the person in front of you, right? And be the most successful and be at the top of the food chain and be the alpha dog of it all. And it's that need to drive that hard is just, it's scary. And it, it makes me really wonder to like, where does it come from, right? Like why have we got to that point? Like, is it social media that's kind of been driving that, that factor? What do you think? I think it's insecurity. You know, mm. I look at how we spend so much time looking at other people and it's not often that we're surrounded by others. You know, in today's world of working from home, working remotely, we are more isolated than ever, than ever before. We don't have people in those organic relationships, but we do spend a ton of time on social media looking at other people, what they've accomplished. And so naturally, I think we start to make our world larger than it really is because mm -hmm. The hustle that people talk about, the having the million dollar business, making a million dollars a year, flying on private jets, that is a tiny, tiny percentage of the population. And that lifestyle is not for everybody, but everybody acts like we have to chase that in order to feel rewarded and fulfilled in our hustle culture. And mm -hmm. I just think that that's a real conversation we need to start happening or start having is what does happiness really look like? And does it align with what your hustle really means what is your culture of hustle that you can instill for yourself that's going to be sustainable it's not a flash in the pan but it needs mm -hmm. to be something that can be happening for a long period of time right yeah you touched on that in a really good way there that it's like is what is it for you because for some people and i don't want to kind of push against these people but if your goal is and you're really true to this that you want to have a private jet and that's your thing like and that really is your thing. Like, I want you people to ask themselves that question as well. Like, do I really, do I want that because of how it makes me feel? Or do I want it of how other people will look at me if I do have it? Yeah. Right? That's that really powerful question. But if that is your thing, then sure, chase it. Use that fuel and drive for it, right? But if your thing is to provide a healthy, happy life for your family, then what does that actually look like and how much do you actually need to attain that? It's probably not a private jet, right? Right. I mean, and the, the work that comes along with that decision is also something that we have to recognize. You know, I know tons of people out there who love basketball, but they didn't want to be the best to ever do it. And I watched a Kobe documentary the other day when he was talking about when he was 13 years old, he made the decision in a deal with himself to be the best ever. And he dedicated his life to that. And he put in so much more time and so much more work than other people because he loved the game. But other people's definition of loving the game is being able to go out on Saturday and hoop with the homies and yeah. be able to have a good time and be able to go have fun and go live those high school memories over again. The love is both there, but the definition of intensity is different and it fits all of us individually. Yeah. That's really interesting because it, it kind of changes the way we look at that dynamic it's you like you can do something and enjoy doing it and not do it at an extreme level and i think we can tie that back into entrepreneurship business owning and stuff like that you don't have to be 
a multi-million dollar corporation to be successful. If you're yeah. happy running your small local business, maybe it's an ice cream stand or something like that, just like be happy doing that. Be content. I think it's maybe part of that, right? Um, to kind of to kind of bring that in. And I guess maybe that's what hustle culture is maybe really pushing against is contentment. It's making people not feel content. Yeah, because like how can I establish what your culture of your life is going to look like? Right. I don't go through your experiences. I don't know what drives you. I don't know what you're passionate about. I don't know what your family stresses look like. I don't know what truly is going to get you up and out of bed and excited every single day. Mm. So how can I, being someone who you've odds are never met, put out an image of what appropriate hustle culture looks like because of what I go through on a daily basis is my unique perspective. And when other people start trying to embody what other people do on a daily basis, that's when the game gets super dangerous. Because mm. like you said, you could have an ice cream stand. And you could also go to every single one of your kids' practices. You could have an awesome work-life balance. And if that's something that makes you happy, at the end of life, you're never going to regret that. But you will regret working on somebody else's definition of what happiness is. Because when we get older, more experienced, we're going to look back and have that sense of, why did I waste so much time chasing somebody else's dream? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's a tough it's a tough conversation I think people have to have with themselves is to have that ability to step back from maybe what they're driving at, maybe what that internal monologue is telling them to do and start asking a really simple yet important question, right? Is, is why? It's a question that I'm always very enthralled with. Why am I doing this certain thing? Why am I pushing so hard? Why do I need to do this? And if you can't answer that with a very truthful answer, you need to start looking at what you are doing on a daily basis and reevaluate, right? And that's a really hard thing for a lot of people to start doing is to have that level of self-reflection. What are, what do you think are some good like action tips that people can start deploying to start having that conversation with themselves and getting more comfortable with that dialogue? Yeah, I think the first one that comes to my brain with that is to start really looking at what you're spending your time doing, because ultimately the majority of what you're spending time doing are, should be things that make you feel more fulfilled. So if you were to take a daily audit of your day and what you did that day and looked at that and went, okay, how much of this was doing things that make me fulfilled? And most of those things should be, there will be things that aren't, obviously we all have that, but I think that's a good place to start to really start to realize what am I spending my time doing? Mm -hmm. You know, one for me is I think, um, and this is very difficult for a lot of us is I think we really need to start establishing healthy boundaries with the things that we do pursue, but also the kind of thought patterns that we let ourselves get into. You know, mm. if we can establish healthy boundaries with like, that is not for me, this is for me, and I'm happy being in this lane and doing these activities on a daily basis after truly reflecting on what fulfills us, I think that's an awesome place for people to start is by establishing those boundaries and honoring those for your own long-term happiness. That's a huge thing for me. It's like, you know, I've got boundaries that I will not cross, especially as I've gotten a little bit older. I recognize that if I continue with this behavior, I'm going to end up unhappy. I'm going to end up spending time on things that I don't enjoy. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to be happy with myself. And that leads to, you know, my dissatisfaction with the things I do, the work I do, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And with that comes that art of saying no to things, right? I know that I'm a people pleaser and it's very hard for me to be like, no, I don't have time for that. But normalizing that sentence, I think, is really important as well. Like, start getting used to saying, no, I don't have time for that. And if you don't feel comfortable saying, no, I don't have time to, the really interesting thing you can start to do is you can make rules for yourself. 
And then if you come across somebody and go, no, unfortunately I have a rule where I only do X, Y, and Z thing. People really respect that much more than they do. If you went, oh no, I can't do that. If you go, oh, sorry, you know, I only take on five projects a month. This would be six projects for me. So I can't, that, that's my rule and I can't do that. People mm -hmm. really respect that. And that gives you a, like a higher sense of accountability too, right? When I hear you say that naturally, I think like, I'm sorry, but it takes the weight and the pressure off of me by being like, this mm. is my established rule criteria. This is what I follow. If it doesn't follow this, then I can't do it. I'm sorry. It's out of my hands because that's bigger than me. I really love yeah. that. Yeah. And I think another, another big thing as well for, because hustle culture is this desire to always do more and have more and push more all the time. And I think if you take some time, and this is a practice that I, I do kind of, I'd say once a week, maybe even just recognize what you have accomplished. And I mean, literally write it down on a piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. Like this week I did this, I accomplished this, I achieved this goal. And what that does is it really like grounds you in doing kind of a bit of a gratitude practice in what you've done for yourself and acknowledging that. I think that's incredibly powerful way to like quickly remember, okay, I have done this. It also kind of gives you that motivation to do more as well, but it also recognizes what, what has been done. Can you think of any like quick little like daily hacks people can kind of do as well or? Oh, dude, I mean like one of the things that I, uh, I practice on a daily basis or I try and practice as much as possible. When I wake up in the morning, I name three things that I'm grateful for, right? Mm. And that's usually my health, my family, and my dog, Kel, right? Three simple things. But when you continue to do that day after day, after a while in your notebook, you've got three things on three things on three things on three things. And you look back and you've got this huge documented list of things that are great in your life rather than things that we don't have. And mm -hmm. so just simple list making like you're talking about in a journal format has been gigantic for me because it's hard proof of times that have passed and I still have the ability to reference them rather than trying to remember them in the moment because often I'm so distracted, I've got so much other stuff going on that it's difficult for me to call back to those things unless they're in a hard, solid format that I can look at. Yeah, definitely. As we kind of wrap up here, I wanna kind of give each of us a bit of a moment here just to hone in on something that one of us talked about and maybe even we talked about ourselves to highlight for the audience here on what we think some of the biggest takeaways from this quick chat we've had can be, I think one of the biggest things that stands out for me as I look back on this conversation we had is that the concept where hustle culture, where hustle culture came from is a lot about work ethic, but recognizing the work you have done might be a good place to start. I love that. And I'll, I'll stay on the exact same thing, right? I mean, like confidence does not come through speaking affirmations and talking about what I'm going to do, but it's built on what I've done in the past. And so mm. if you really want to get confident about your path you're on, look at the things you've accomplished, the bricks that you have laid in the past that have got you to where you're at, right? I can't say that I'm a good shooter from three if I just tell myself I can shoot the three like Kobe. But if I go out day after day for the next four months and take 150, 400 jumpers a day and I'm hitting those shots, I know that I'm good based on what I've done in the past, not what I'm saying today. Mm, I love that. I love that. This has been really great, Keenan. I'd like to thank you for this. I'm excited to do get into some more of these. For those of you listening, this has been Let's Discuss on Hustle Culture with the amazing Keenan Hart. I do encourage you to go check out his company, Francis. There'll be a link for that in the description of, of this episode. And as well, you can see what I'm doing with my coaching on stress management. There'll be links to that as well. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next one.